Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Nice to see you, Ronnie. Same here. Missed you yesterday. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's so funny. I had so many issues with the time. Uh, you were the third person that week that I had a time issue with. And I'm like, I mean, all of them are different time zones. So there you go. But still. Time zones, yes, get me confused, too. <laughs> <laughs> so we go ahead and pray in, and whoever joins in, joins in? We can do that. You're praying in? You're praying in? I'm praying in. Okay. Smooth move, X-Lax. There you go. <laughs> All right, bringing our hand on our heart. Hey, Rieko. We're just, hey, we're just starting our prayer. Oh, awesome. Bringing our hands on our heart, <clears throat> taking a deep breath in of love and gratitude. So grateful to be here, joined as the one mind with one intention for the purpose of awakening and expansion so grateful to have this community of support for unprecedented healing. Ours and everyone who will listen later, everyone in our lives, going forward and back in time as the healing is not dependent on the time. So grateful to allow spirit to lead us in a truly helpful and loving conversation, guiding when to speak and when to listen and how to listen. So grateful to bring to the light anything which is ready to be offered to spirit and transformed back into the light. So grateful to be here, knowing the truth of who we are, allowing ourselves to connect more and more with that higher self, connect with and resonate with the vibration of our truth, recognizing that is our reality the joy and the love, all the spiritual qualities are ours. And we have no judgment. We release all of our judgments and attachments to thinking we should be somewhere else, further along, somehow differently. We move forward in this conversation together, enjoy, and share the benefits of this time together with everyone as we are all one. And so it is. We receive it. It is done. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jeannie. That was beautiful. Thanks. Hi, Rand. Hey, Rand. <laughs> I did listen just to let you know I 
just listened, I think it was yesterday morning to, I think it was last week's community call and Rand, you were sharing a lot and I forget who said it to you, but I want to echo that. There's a lot of wisdom there to share and um, the condition of your body doesn't limit that value or, or gift when you do share it. So thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Nice to hear. No, I still feel like I can contribute to life, even though uh, there's this physical bodysuit issue. <laughs> the mind's still pretty sharp. Absolutely. And not more than that, the heart. The heart is open and clear. The heart is, is it's a struggle to keep it open and clear, but I'm doing it, as we all know. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I don't usually go back and try to rewatch things. There's just so much. The flow is so much that uh, to go back has been difficult. Well, I missed it, so I was catching up. Ah, good for you. <laughs> I used to um, really not like going to the community calls. I, in fact, I mostly avoided, I, I, I think I went to very few the first year. And um, this year it's just more a timing issue for me, but I appreciate it because for me, it's like coming to the spiritual dojo where it's like, okay, now we put on our, our outfits and we get to practice our moves and our moves is being in the space of who we are. Right. So it's a, it's a different kind of practice, right? It's, it's getting comfortable with kind of like a sweat lodge, like with the heat, right? Like <laughs> letting ourselves be purified and, um, and, and uh, the dissolving the identification with what we know is our comfortable self. This is who I am, which is so like calcified in our body, right? So that's how I view this time. So I'm grateful for it. I agree 100%. Uh, I think more people should come to community calls because it does deepen your connection with spirit. Instead of uh, being one on trying to be one on one with Jennifer and the calls, it's an opportunity for you to speak, for you to practice, just like you said, a spiritual dojo. But other people might have plans on Saturday. I don't know where you are, <laughs> but Saturday things can beckon, children can beckon, and whatever else is going on, I can totally understand that. Uh, we were talking in one of the other community calls, I think it was, or maybe it was a class with Jennifer about rescheduling some of the community calls so that they are at different times, like maybe Sunday afternoon or something like that when people have less. Saturday seems to be such a busy family day for a lot of people. Oh, there's a, there's a meeting tomorrow. Uh, yeah. I think you just got an email. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I plan to attend and get an idea. You, you know what I realized though? We got the email, but did it have a link for where to go? I don't, you know, I, don't. I haven't opened it up, so maybe, yeah, you're right. There should be a, a Zoom link in there somewhere. I'm going to look really quick. Okay. Let us know. 
It is because of the uh, Jennifer promoting community that is probably one of the biggest reasons why I joined Masterful Living a couple of years ago because I come from a 12-step program and I remember starting the 12-step well, looking at going into the 12-step program, which is Al-Anon, Family and Friends and Alcoholics. And I was raised in a family affected by alcoholism. And uh, my brother is in AA and in Al-Anon. So uh, when I was finally looking at going to Al-Anon, which was basically four and a half years ago, I just remember one day I asked my brother, can't I just buy the books? Do I have to go to those meetings? And he laughed. He laughed at me. He says, no, no, you have to go to the meetings. And when I started going to the meetings, I really started to realize the power of, of the meetings. Because we come together, we're two or more gathered, even though uh, Al-Anon is not really, they don't promote it as being a spiritual program. It really is. Uh, so... Two or more are gathered, and we're there to share our experience, strength, and hope, and help each other heal. And and I saw that time after time after time, the power of the room. And so when I was looking at doing something different, I saw that this that uh, I knew I needed a community like like Al-Anon, and that's what Jennifer offered. And so yes, you're so right. There's just a lot of power in these rooms. Ronnie, uh, I uh, just started going to Al-Anon here recently, and uh, I thought it would be a good adjunct because I, I have been a very codependent boy most of my life, I think, and uh, I don't want to die being codependent. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured, why not start now on this process? I, Al-Anon changed my life. I, I love Al-Anon. I think everybody should go to Al-Anon. <laughs> so, I'm on the hunt over there for a sponsor. I let the group know I'm looking for a sponsor, and I'm hoping that some people will come through. And I think I share for the first time on Friday. I only can go once a week because there's a meeting next door at the church that's a block away from where I live. And uh, it's wintertime here, and I'm on a scooter, and rain's a problem. On a scooter. <laughs> mm. So, uh, nonetheless, I did make it, and uh, I enjoyed the meeting, enjoy the people that come religiously, because they know how much it helps them. I see the same faces, and I know that it is an important part of their spiritual health, is what I would call it. Mm -hmm. And a sponsor will come, and the right one, the right sponsor will come. Yes. Thank you. Because right now I feel like I'm in the wilderness over there just, you know, fumbling around. But at least I'm going. <laughs> so uh, thanks for it, sharing. It took me a year to, to find a sponsor. Okay. And I kept, I would go to the meetings and I would, event, when I finally realized, get a sponsor, which was just create a lot of fear for me. It was like. I'm supposed to share these intimate details of my life with someone. <laughs> and so I started writing people's names down. 
of who I thought would be a really great sponsor. And uh, I just remember how there, I, I, it seemed like every time I tried to connect with them, someone would cut me off to go talk to them or they weren't there that day or it, it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. And I actually became the literature person of the group early on. And the person I replaced, her name is Arlene, the person I replaced. So her and I were always connecting because she was helping me through learning the ropes of being a literature person. So she was always kind of up front and center there, but I never paid any attention until one day she was a speaker for the group. And then it dawned on me. She's my sponsor. Took me months to realize that really she's been standing up front and center this whole time that she, she was my sponsor. And it's really funny. She gives, she still gives me a bad time because I asked her if she wanted to go to lunch because we had talked about going to lunch. But after she spoke that day, I, do you have some plans? Maybe we could go to lunch. We went to lunch. We had a three hour lunch and she teases me about how, uh, I basically was interviewing her to be my sponsor <laughs> because it, I was, I was, it had to be never really comfortable about around women. And so it was like, I had to really see, am I going to be comfortable with her? Am I going to be able to trust her? Because that was another thing. I never felt I could really trust women. Can I trust her? And it took three hours to realize, yes, yes, yes. And then I asked her if she'd be my sponsor. <laughs> and she she was a great sponsor. She was the perfect sponsor for me. And then I thought I'd go through the 12 steps and I'd have it all done in one year, one a month, or I was going to fly through those 12, the 12 steps. <laughs> it took me a year and a half. <laughs> but, yes, I did the 12 steps and uh, really changed my life. I'm, I'm extremely, extremely grateful for Al-Anon. I say that uh, I'm extremely grateful for God for getting me to Al-Anon and grateful to Al-Anon for helping me find God because that's where I found God. And I'm kind of doing it the reverse way. I'm doing, I found God with the Course in Miracles. <laughs> and now I'm going back to Alan on. <laughs> we all have different paths, I guess. Yes. No, truly I experienced uh, God initially through the Unity Church was my first experience. It was a really lovely group of people to work with. And... Uh, um, but as I got further disabled, they were not the place to go. You know, they're just not really geared, nor that wasn't their mission to work with uh, uh, disabled people for the most part. Um, and then I found Jennifer was a perfect vehicle for me to keep expressing my spirituality, regardless of my ability to get around much. And uh, I ended up landing next door to a very liberal um, United, Methodist, United uh, Methodist Church next door, which uh, has, uh, I found a minister over there that actually studied the Course in Miracles. So it's actually kind of a good fit for me all the way around. 
So get some real time and uh, some electronic time here. So it's been quite a little journey. Hey, Brand, one of the things that occurs to me when you're speaking about yourself and yes. using the word disabled is um, it just popped into my head while you were talking. It's not something that's part of my um, normal vocabulary, but I remember at the retreat, Jennifer, just, you know, as part of speaking, because one of the per people had uh, to use a walker and she said, and it wasn't a very, um, um, what's the word, friendly for people who, you know, have any special challenges. Yes. Yeah. And um, she said, differently abled. And I like that because it really focuses on not what the problem is, but that you're abled and you are abled differently. Yes. That's true. And it, and it, and I think of it for myself too, because it's <clears throat> really easy to, to focus on, what's not good enough or what's missing versus, well, let's focus on what is, you know, what is abled, what is being strengthened and developed. And that's one of the things I like about this community too, because um, sometimes I, I don't know about Al-Anon because I just went there briefly when I was really young. Um, but but I know some people in AA who tend to identify more with just the quote disability, if you will, or the challenge versus the, who they, who they truly are. Yes. And, and so um, that's to me, the challenge is to, re to remember the focus on what is good and, and able and strengthening and, and what's real. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And it reminds me too, I don't know why in the last couple of days I have been singing when you brought up, you know, both of you brought up, you know, how you got introduced to God or whatever. And I'm thinking I was born into a very, very Catholic family. Um, like my dad had been in the seminary for years. My mom had been in the nunnery. We're talking steeped in devotion and, and um, ritual and tradition. And uh, I mean, I knew the whole liturgy of the mass when I was five or six, you know, start to finish. Uh, and it's been really odd for me because I've been away from the Catholic church since I was like 20, you know, so over 30 years. But those songs from childhood, every now and then they pop into my head. And like today I'm humming this song um, and the words horrify me. Like a lot of the, the songs are like, you know, about like one of them is eat his body, drink his blood and we'll sing a song of love. I mean, that's the melody. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but it's about the Eucharist and and uh, and it's a happy little song you know uh with the, these words and, and today it was another beautiful song and it was crown him with many crowns and i'm just like and it's all about the crucifixion and i'm singing it and i'm loving it and i'm like i'm really enjoying the melody in the song which i haven't even thought of this song for i don't know how long but at the same time i'm like well this is interesting like um i don't i don't like the um Images, it's kind of like the dogma, the, the focus on the crucifixion, right? 
Um, and, and, uh, and I, and, and I got the sense is, is it's coming to me to integrate, to appreciate my past because I've always kind of jokingly said I'm a recovered Catholic, right? Because like the guilt was so immense. Um, at least that's, was my experience. So, um, so I think it's all for integration to see it all as for good, right? Yeah. But yeah, it's, I think it's kind of a humorous way, like spirits bringing it to me. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I will appreciate my Catholic past. I will be grateful. That's something I need to work on. I grew up in a very conservative, uh, uh, Protestant church called the Church of Christ, and it was one where uh, they had a schism in this church about a hundred years ago. And one group said it's okay to have a piano and organ. The other, the Church of Christ people, says nope, just singing <laughs> and no, uh, no instruments. And they broke up over that. So there's those kind of people. Um, but yes, I do. There were certain songs from that age that I still hum today. You know. Even though I was never a member, I, I knew it wasn't right for me, even as a teenager. So I never joined the church officially or anything like that. But it was my father's church, and uh, it became part of my journey. You know, I was starting off with fear and, and damnation. And so um, what saved my butt was the Unity Church, because it was a church that focused on love. And... Uh, so that was a saving grace for me during a pretty turbulent time 25 years ago. And it rescued me um, from, I was a scientist at the time and, uh, you know, leaning towards agnostic and uh, I was able to find the peace through the unity people and make a connection to the divine through them. So it was very helpful. Yeah, I used to get the Unity little prayer book or whatever the you know thing that came. Was it weekly or monthly? I forget. It's a monthly thing. I think it's words from Unity or something like that, or yeah. the, the Daily Word. That's it. The Daily Word. There you go. I used to All get right. Ronnie's got it. Ronnie's got it. Good. I really like that book, and I've subscribed to it for. Well, since I started Al-Anon, actually. <laughs> yeah, I get it digitally, so it's it's it comes. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you ever called their silent unity uh, prayer line, anybody? I did a long time ago. Yeah, I did too. <clears throat> the um, Agape Church in Los Angeles, which is a science of mind church, has a prayer line. And uh, if you catch them when they're open, they really give a wonderful prayer. 
I think they might even have an 800 number um, nationwide. Um, I used to go to a Science of Mind church when I lived in Denver. Yeah. For a decade. I loved it. And Jennifer talks occasionally about working, used to work the prayer line for uh, Agape. But uh, if you ever get a chance to look it up or explore that, that's uh, the prayers are good. Well, I'm curious on the topic of prayer, how often is everyone praying? And what does their prayer look like? We haven't heard from Reiko this morning. You want to jump in? How often do I pray? Um, I don't know. It feels like like a more of like a formal prayer is when usually when I wake up and do my morning practice or when I'm in a setting like this where we pray out loud and all that and before I go to bed but then I also feel like um, my whole day I'm constantly coming in and out of prayer in a way like when I'm catching myself having unloving thoughts or judgments or feeling something that's uncomfortable and I usually like my first go to prayer is Ho'oponopono. So I just like default is like straight away. Like, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. Just uh, repeating that. And then sometimes even something more specific, but I feel like my whole day in my mind is just coming in and out of prayer like all day long. Um, and there are times when I'm out of prayer for like hours and hours and hours, almost the entire day. Sometimes I feel like I'm coming in and out of it every second. <laughs> um, yeah, it's almost like I'm constantly vacillating between upsets and prayers, you know. <laughs> upsets, prayers, peace. Like, upsets, prayer, peace. Upsets, prayer, peace. Like, it's constant swinging back and forth, you know. That's kind of what it feels like to me these days, yeah. That sounds awesome. You're always engaged, pretty much. I guess, but like sometimes in this prayer is like an air of like desperation in a way. Like, oh my God, please just get me out of here. <laughs> please help me see this differently for like the 10,000th time, you know. <laughs> and then sometimes, you know, it's, it's different every time, but um, that's what it feels like. Can you repeat that rant? It said somebody's ready to pray. You heard that big. Ding. Uh, <laughs> it's ironic because that was a ding on my phone. I didn't have it on silent, and it was from Jennifer, like a reminder on a class or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm. 
Well, I do uh, daily prayer calls, and I do start off my morning with prayers, and then I do have little minute prayer breaks whenever I feel the need to do them. And uh, any opportunity I can to get back in miracle-mindedness, it's always helpful. And always stay there, and, and certainly have my issues, and uh, but it's nice to be able to come home. So, Rand, can I ask, what the, the minute prayers, are they more just like conversations with God, or are they like set prayers like Ho'oponopono or something? Well, right now, I'm blessing my wife pretty much whenever I can think about it. Blessing myself, blessing my wife, blessing everyone around me. Sometimes it might invoke the violet flame. Maybe a moment to be to be grateful occasionally, feel some gratitude, be thankful. Thank you. That's, that's ditto for both both of you guys. Same thing. And prayers when I get my car to drive, prayers when I'm walking into uh, like a, uh, an office that I'm going into work. Uh, little, even one sentence prayers help me see this person through the eyes of Christ. Uh, I even do that with my husband. And then, like Rieko says, going. A long period of time without doing any of that. That happens. Uh, saying a prayer to get me to sleep. And uh, the gratitude list. Prayers that I've made up. Prayers that I, I, I make up on the go. <laughs> so there's just a host of, host of different ways of connecting or just stopping just stop and and be silent and just breathe and that can happen uh, when I'm by myself or waiting to see the doctor or standing in line just stop I uh, deep desire my heart. Jennifer has just given us a wealth of different tools to, to use throughout the day. And that's how I'm really starting to, to, to uh, really focus on is to pray more, connect more, stop and pause more. Well, I'm so glad I asked because I wanted all these ideas because I feel like the challenge is I'm mostly out of prayer. And I noticed um, when I went a, a couple days without like 
generally I tend to pray in the morning. I, I have my routine, but in the evening I can easily forget to pray before I go to bed, just like pass out asleep, you know, by the time I get in there. And, um, and, and even, and I had been, been doing in my car instead of listening to something, praying and, and especially because I'm by myself in the car most of the time. Um, so it's helpful to remember. And I just started to um, remember to invoke the violet. Like, I just forget all these tools. <laughs> it's like, and yesterday I was invoking the violet flame because I was, I was just noticing the energy of having to get something, you know, and I really, really like, you know, that, that exercise with the spiritual qualities where it, you know, Jennifer's going, what's the upset? The, and then what's the practice to develop the spiritual quality? Um, and so, but it's just reminding me over and over, um, if I'm out striving to get something and that feeling, that energy of lack, right? I have to get it. I have to get it done. I have to do it now. I've got, I just, I was so grateful to remember in the moment yesterday, like, oh, hold the horses, you know, and I just um, pulled out the I am affirmations in the book and read those. And it really shifted the energy for me, even though my ego mind was going, you need to get this work done. <laughs> I'm like, it's more important to have the right, you know, um, energy flow or, or like to be in the flow of love versus fear. So like, even if this felt like, and it was so amazing because I had that energy before when I was approaching the work I was doing with, um, uh, Oh, okay. With, um, anxiety and stress. So it was like, you know, short, shallow breathing. And then after I finished the I am affirmations, I almost wanted to take a nap and I'm like, this isn't good. Like, <laughs> but it was, but it definitely was like a recalibration and, um, and it was saying, nope, you know what? That's way more important than being engaged in an activity in an unloving way to myself. And, um, so, um, so just stopping and pausing and, is powerful. So I liked your example of just stopping and being silent and breathing. Because I, I think that that aggressive energy of, you know, the ego thought system, the fear pushing us is like just uh, constant. And so being able to just do that simple pause and invoking the vibe, invoke the violet flame too. And I'm like, dissolve it all out of me. <laughs> Whatever the goo is. Yeah. I don't remember all the words, but you know what I'm asking for. <laughs> and, um, and occasionally I'll remember Ho'oponopono. And I'm always like, oh yeah, there's that one. But, um, yeah, I like the simplicity of just uh, praying to remember. I don't need to that that it, the kingdom is within, the safety is within, and set and help helping me see it differently. 
But I like, I love that we, you guys shared all this because it's like it's helping me remember more and different ways to incorporate it in more. Thank you. Got a barking dog. Well, has anybody else got any shares they want to bring up? Time is now. I'll share something. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so I've been, as most of you probably know already, my, my biggest recurring forgiveness lesson slash teacher is physical challenges. And I've been working these past two years on changing my relationship to my body so many different ways. Um, very recently, this message came to me that I really like literally signed up for this. Like I, before we, before I came to this lifetime, when we're all lined up in that cafeteria and like we're piling stuff in our plates, like, okay, I'm going to take some of these, you know, carrots and peas and meatloaf I don't know whatever but like mashed potatoes what have you like just picking out our own like designing our life and putting stuff on the plate um I I like signed up for this I'm not a victim I really just chose it and brought it with me and this this entity this thing this condition literally volunteered to play that role for me even knowing full well that it'll be hated for a long time by me um and wow like what a perspective shift and it's not to say that I can I'm like looking at it that way all day long. Of course, I'm still, you know, getting triggered and all that. But I had a moment yesterday where, um, so the skin condition that I'm working with, um, if it's been feeling like it's been spreading and when it feels like it does, or I feel like, I feel like this like itch on a spot that I never felt it before. I get really nervous thinking that, oh my God, it's going to take my whole body over, blah, blah, blah. The voice of fear you know, taking over. And I just like took a stopped and took a breath, like Ronnie was saying. And I was like, okay, all right. I can't stop it from happening. I just, you know, like Rieko is powerless against this, but 
this whole practice is for seeing this differently. So I'm willing to see this differently. And, and I, and then I thought about, okay, so how could this possibly be a good thing? If this spread, right? Like if it showed up on my face and everybody could see it, like, and it occurred to me, like if it was like start, it spread on my face and it was for everyone to see someone who could help me with it, could notice it and say, oh, Rieko, you're suffering from this thing. Did you hear about this, this? You know, like, that could happen. I don't know. But, like, and I genuinely realized, okay, I accept that this could be a good thing for me. I accept that, yes, the only the highest and best is unfolding. Yes, I accept that I really don't know what anything is for, and I don't know my own best interests. Um, and so there's been, like, little shifts like that here and there and I think I talked about it last week's community call of like realizing that when I'm not putting my attention on it it literally doesn't exist so um and the other realization I was having because I was talking to one of my counselors that about all the journeys I took to try to fix it and nothing in the end eventually worked out for me and the message that came to me was like how incredibly lucky I am that none of it worked because if it had worked, I would have still not know how to love the unlovable. I would still not know how to be patient. I would still not, you know, I would not be in masterful living. Like there's tons of things that all the blessings that would have never come to me if it had been like easily healed by worldly means. Um, and then the counselor uh, helped me see this picture of the the, con the skin condition, literally like backpedaling to just like make sure that it doesn't get, <laughs> make sure it doesn't disappear, make sure it doesn't go away. It's like trying really hard to like stay on my body because it still has something to teach me. And it's like, ah, that was not the time yet. I'm just, yeah, I know you're trying so hard to get rid of me. You don't want to kill me off and you know, clear me and blah, blah, blah. But I'm still like here because I'm here for you. Like <laughs> all the attempts you do to try to get rid of me, I'm still, you know, I'm still. <laughs> um, and that's not to say, like, I'm, I keep saying my recent prayer is like, I am open to healing at all levels of my being. Right. Um, but like all the things in our life that seems to persist, it's just, just persist and like we, the ego sees it as a problem and something to fix and something to get rid of. And if it's still there, it means you're not praying hard enough. It means you're not spiritual enough. It means you're thinking on living thoughts, blah, blah, blah. But what if it really is our greatest teacher and it's here for you? Like it really is here for you. And it, it literally is refusing to leave until you learn the most important thing that you came to learn. Like, um, and it seems that in the meantime, that lesson for me is to love the seemingly unlovable. And to love without condition. And how lucky I am that it's like right in my face every day. <laughs> And how much spiritual mileage I'm getting out of this one thing, right? <laughs> um, and then at the same time, I'm 
I'm at a point where I'm like, I really do not want to put my attention on this anymore. Like, I don't want to, I don't want this to be my focus. I don't want this to be what I talk about constantly. I don't, um, I'm open to keep exploring, keep diving into that realization that when I'm not putting my attention on it, it's not there. It's not a problem. It doesn't exist. All the times I try so hard to get rid of, it's actually not there when I'm not paying attention. So, um, hmm. so yeah, every time I I'm able to like open, open myself to a different way of seeing what I'm shown consistently is way more freeing and loving and comforting than, than I could have ever imagined. Oh, that's beautiful, Rieko. Thank you so much for sharing. I mean, you said, you know, little awareness or whatever. It's powerful. It's a little shift. It's a huge shift being able in the moment to see it differently, to, to say, I accept the highest and best is unfolding when you're facing something that you don't like, right? And and I think of that one um, prayer the, I think it's a release and clear, and I accept the unacceptable, right? And um, because we accept that nothing, it can not be for our good if it's unfolding. And but but to really recognize it in like what's been a lifelong pattern and surrender to—that's huge. That's you've got the key. You're opening the door, letting yourself out. I mean, that's awesome. And. I really hear, too, that it's like you're recognizing, oh, you know, I could have settled for door number three, but door number one is the grand prize. And so, like, this is making sure, no, don't give up, keep going until you get the grand prize. So it's beautiful. The other thing that I hear, too, though, was, um, and Jennifer shared this, how she was counseling someone who had, I, I think it was like some kind of organ disease, I forget, liver or something, and she and it was like life threatening and she healed her relationships with her family but the disease wasn't 100% going away she wasn't 100% cured and and it came down to there was a belief that if she didn't have this problem she would basically Jennifer asked her, if you didn't have cancer at all it's completely gone would you continue this loving forgiveness with your family or would you go back to how you were and it was sort of like, well, I'd go back to how I was, right? So it's like, well, then that's why it's there, right? And um, so I think um, you might be open to the belief that I don't need this to continue going for door number one. Yeah, thank you, Jeannie. Yeah. It it feels like the process 
of learning how to love ourselves unconditionally and accepting every piece of us, every part of us. Nothing is left out. And that is, that is what we, that's what we want to do. We want to, to accept ourselves fully because do you feel that when we accept ourselves totally, then that's where we really realize we are one with God? Because then we can see ourselves as perfect, whole, and complete no matter what is going on with our bodies or yeah yeah so this part of the journey sometimes it takes a long time to accept something other things it's we can accept it right away but i i think we all struggle with something that takes well and, and I don't know the reason. There there's, must be a reason why some things stay longer than others, that there are more lessons to learn in it, that there are lessons we are learning. Hmm. That's beautiful, Ronnie. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if we, until we're able to really love and accept every bit of us, like every bit of us, um, we can't really do that for other people either, can we? Like, yeah. 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 It was interesting when you were talking about having something on your face. My brother has this birthmark, and it covers, and it's bright red. All it's like covers most of his face around his eye. He's the one that's in AA, and it's really interesting. I don't see it. Because he, he was born with it. So I don't see it. The only time I see it is with when I'm with him and we're in public. Because the way people look at him. It's interesting to see how people look at him. But what is really, really amazing to me, uh, and I think, Rieko, when you talked about having something, uh, something on your face, how that would look to others, it, it, what's amazing to me is... It doesn't bother him at all. He's out there. He's out there. He's in AA. He has helped so, so many people. It's incredible. And he goes everywhere and anywhere he wants to go, does everything and anything he wants to do. And it doesn't seem that he lets that red, huge, half his face is red stop him. And he never tries to cover it up. And I find that kind of amazing. (laughs) Yeah. Because I'd be wanting to cover it up. Mm, That's so inspiring. Thank you, Ronnie. I'm going to have to, I'm going to ask him about that. Yeah. But right now he's in Thailand playing with the elephants. But yeah, I'm going to ask him about that. How he, how he 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 worked through that? Because obviously, at some point, it bothered him. Had to. Well, you would think it would have. Maybe not. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. I'm going to ask. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and how beautiful it is that your brother is beyond that and he doesn't let that bother him or restrict him in any way. He's a speaker for AA. He's gone around and, and, and as a speaker to other places in the country, you know, people invite him to come and speak. And I mean, it doesn't bother him at all. He has, I don't think he's shied away from doing anything that he's been asked to do or want to do. Yeah. Hmm. That is inspiring. <laughs> it really is. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rieko, I um, can share with you, um, I, I'm, I'm, you're inspiring to me because you dealing with this lifelong physical, literally like pain in your side, if you will, you know, um, it's always there and it's physical. You can see it. My pain in my side has been my emotional um, ability to get upset like a powder keg in an instant and, and the judging of that. And it was so interesting because I you know, even though earlier in the day by myself, I saw myself getting wound up and I could calm myself. When I was with my family later in the day, there was an upset and my husband was yelling at my daughter and I didn't react and I was calm. And then like, I could feel it welling up within me. And I'm like, no, no, we're not going there. And then like, um, I don't know, two minutes later, it was like <sighs> coming out. And then my husband got mad at me for getting mad. And I'm just thinking, didn't you just get mad? Right. But, um, but no, it didn't go there. I'm like, doesn't matter that like, but it's, and, and so I do feel, and I look at myself and I go, are you kidding me? You, you double down on your spiritual practice for the day and you just like vomit it back up at night, you know, and this is what's most important to you. And, you know, have you made any progress? So it, that's the loving the unacceptable. So I wanted to ask for prayers for that. Because I know we're closing out soon, and I, need, and I know I need to go. But uh, Absolutely, Jeannie. And let me assure you that you're not the only one who, like eruptions, volcanic eruptions <laughs> happen like two seconds after you saw you did your most amazing prayer. <laughs> And had the most miraculous healing. <laughs> and in some ways, I sometimes wonder if it's exactly because it happened that it's like kicking back again, you know, to just, you know, just call its attention to it or to. I think it's like a pop quiz. Like, are you ready to love me now? Are you sure? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Try this one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So. And my constant prayer, too, is to really see, feel, and know that I'm not failing. Like, it's not, it's not a sign of failure. It's just, it is, it is what it is. And more, more lessons for acceptance and unconditional love. 
Yeah, I mean, really, that's a, a serious hook, isn't it? That I'm failing as a person if I've got this challenge. Yeah, right? or that I'll love myself when I stop having these issues. But until then, I'm absolutely <laughs> unlovable. See, you know. Yeah. Well, what about your success, Janie? You almost said to your husband, you did the exact same thing, but you didn't. No, and yeah. yes, and that, thank you. And that is a success because before I would have hung on to it. I would have needed to write a forgiveness letter for it. I'm just like, so done with that. I'm like, that is not the issue. Like, you know, um, the issue is me and loving myself with this upset. And, um, and, and, yeah, the catch-22 of I'll love myself when I don't have this problem. And, of course, the way to get to solve it is to love yourself. <laughs> it's, it's so simple. It's a simple, simple thing. Like, the answer is love yourself. It's like, okay. It, like a math equation. And how do I get to that? <laughs> Yeah, it helps me to recognize that part of me as, like, my inner child in a way. Like, the one that throws tantrums, the one that just really just calls out for love, and this is the only way it knows how. Like, um, just turn to it and very tenderly. Well, I volunteer to pray us out. If unless there's any other shares, uh, thank you, Reiko. Yeah. Thank you. All right. So we place our hand on our heart and place all of our upsets on the altar. All the ways we wish that we were, all the ways that we judge ourselves, judge others. All the ways we argue with reality, we're happy to place them on the altar as we take this deep breath of loving gratitude and just let them all go here and now. We're happy to gather together as a two or more. We're happy to hold this sacred space for each other and for all who will listen later. We're grateful for this sharing from the heart. We're grateful for this ascending vibration that we that we rise on we we dance on we're happy to allow ourselves to be lifted up and out of the battlefield and into the flow of love we have love so much love for a journey of awakening and we have deep, deep compassion for all the, all the physical and emotional pain and upsets we're still healing. We choose to clear all of our mistaken beliefs and energetic patterns with love and ease as they come to light, which they are coming now. We release them ever so gently and compassionately without pain, struggle, or judgment, easily recognizing that we have easily recognizing that these beliefs, these patterns don't have any power or reality except what we give them. We're happy to share the benefits of our prayer, our healing, our joining with everyone 
all beings everywhere because we're one with them. And we ask spirit, angels, ascended masters, and the company of heaven to lead us and guide us, to help us choose love, to live our life as a joyful, abundant prayer of the heart, to help us have love and acceptance and compassion for every aspect of ourselves, low and high, small and big, loving and unloving, all of it. We're willing to embrace all of it because our heart is so much bigger. Our love is so much bigger than any of it. And we say thank you to every aspect of our being for being on this journey with us, for playing the teachers, for helping us learn the most important lesson to love without condition. With so much gratitude, we accept the healing. We let it be. We're willing to see it, feel it, and know it. And so it is. Amen. 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 Oh, man. Oh, thank you all for your shares. Great week, everybody. Thanks. Bye.